This is D10 Reviews on the Bag of Holding podcast by Back Patio Network. This is Wes, and I am your host. Today, we are looking into Wilderness Origins by Paizo Publishing, released in February of 2019. Many different authors contributed to this book. The front cover is done by David Alvarez. It shows Paizo's shifter iconic Zova the Shifter. She is fighting an epic solo battle with what looks like a huge earth elemental using slam attacks, but it's actually a rock troll as indicated by the subtitle on the inside cover. The quick review of Wilderness Origins is that for 30 pages, the authors expand on every aspect of Ultimate Wilderness. There are more archetypes, more feats, more magic plants, and companions, but the meat that Ultimate Wilderness contained just isn't there. So no more expansion on the lore of Galarian like the Green Faith or the First World. Most of this book should be available on the SRD. So who will benefit from this book? I would imagine parties and GMs looking to expand on the options for stuff based in the wild. If you won't be delving into stone dungeons very often, you may want to look at replacing some class traits with the archetypes provided within these pages. For those who enjoy deep role-playing opportunities and a plethora of options, this may be a book that is great for you, and it could even spark some brand new ideas for characters concepts. If you have the extra cash, enjoy owning complete sets, or just enjoy wilderness adventures, break out that wallet and get this book from Paizo. So what hides within these pages? Let's get to it. Wilderness Origins starts with your character origins with new origin traits. For instance, the Tundra Walker. You grew up in the sunlight at the crown of the world, so now you are immune to the dazzled condition. They expand on the shifter class, giving more options for animal aspects like the octopus or the dragonfly, new archetypes to concentrate your shape-shifting ability, such as the swarm shifter. This replaces slash modifies your wild shape and shifter aspect. You can now transform into a swarm for a number of minutes equal to your shifter class level plus three. While in this new form, you gain an AC bonus and you go up one size category. You can enter your opponent's space, but unlike a swarm that can do damage just for being in that square, you must attack as normal. At fourth level, instead of shifter claws, you gain the ability to shift your hands into actual vermin. It deals 1d6 piercing damage and counts as an area of attack in order to deal damage to those annoying swarms. You do not get to add your strength bonus to this attack, but at level 10, you can deal this damage automatically to a foe that you are grappling. The damage goes up at certain levels until it caps out at 6d6 damage at level 20. At ninth level, your aspect can gain flying, crawling, or undulating, which may sound sexy, but undulating is just giving you a burrow speed. 
And that's it for the swarm archetype, but tired of your aspect not having real claws, like say a dragonfly aspect, but you feel forced to take shifter claws because that's the only rule they have, now you can have alternate natural attacks to better fit your aspect. You can now pick up either bite or wing attacks if you are that dragonfly. Three new races were introduced in Ultimate Wilderness. The Gorons, the Gathlins, and the Vine Leshies. You should really listen to that review if you want more information on these races or just buy Ultimate Wilderness and be done with it. But each race gains new racial feats, traits, spells, and even some new racial archetypes for specific classes within the pages of Wilderness Origins. Ultimate Wilderness added rules for developing magical plants that bear fruit to resemble spell effects. Wilderness Origins gives you some samples of how to use these rules, like Ambrosial Lotus. This plant is worse than any drug available in the real world, so be careful adding this one to your game. This fruit sends you into a state of total bliss. Seems great, right? You would be wrong because it drops your intelligence and your charisma to a one. You cannot cast spells, understand languages, or even communicate. It is permanent unless someone casts heal, limited wish, miracle, or wish to remove the effect. The Ambrosial Lotus grows one flower per day during the 13-week spring growing period. That's how the rules for magical plants work. If you have an idea for a magical plant or one that you added to your game, please find me on Twitter at WesTheGM. I'd love to hear about it. If you enjoy playing a witch but ever thought, gosh, I wish I could do more flower power, now you have new plant-based hexes, like the floating lotus hex. When you use this hex, a lotus follows you around for one minute per witch level, which that alone is pretty awesome. But it also gives you water walk and plus 10 on acrobatic checks to attempt high and long jumps. The bonus... <clears throat> jumps to plus 20 at level 5 and plus 30 at level 9. For the Unchained Summoners, we add the Kami Eidolon. Normally, Kami are dedicated to protecting a specific natural ward, but now they are bound directly to the summoner. We also get a few new ways to summon plant creatures. Shuwanti-based barbarians get new totem rage powers like the Ancestor Totem, the Moon Totem, and the Spire Totem. There are several new spells and class features based on wilderness magic, like the Arcanist exploit Weather Sage. Spend a point of your arcane reservoir, and now you can predict weather for the next 24 hours. And you can share this bonus with your allies. Mike Trout would be so jealous. There are three new spells to simulate natural disasters. They are based on the tornado, the flood, and the earthquake. If you've ever wanted to play an agrarian paladin, you now have Champion of the Cascade. These paladins defend the freedom and purity of the waterways, bringing fresh water to the field and the crops. I would argue that agrarian society is the beginning of civilization and therefore the end of the wilderness but at least farmland is pretty rural compared to Magnamar. 
We also get some new oracle curses like Putrid and Scourge for creating blights on the natural world. And we get some new key powers for the monk, Floating Breath and Zypher Blow. Spend the key point as a standard action and now the monk can disrupt the very wind, basically casting Gust of Wind spell. I can already see a group of monks based on the elements using a few of these rules. That about wraps up an overview of Wilderness Origins. Ultimately, I'd give this one a pass for the MSRP of $14.99, but I also don't play in a lot of games based in the wild frontiers of Galarian. If you plan on playing a game in the Mwangi Forest or you want to traipse around the River Kingdoms, you may want to check this book out. Thank you for listening. My name is Wes. Find me on Twitter at WesTheGM or visit our website, backpationetwork.com. Mm-hmm.